Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. While you remain standing, if you open your Bibles with me to 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1 verse 7. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I'm focusing on verse 8 for my sermon today. You haven't seen him, but you still love him. And though you haven't seen him, and because you believe in him, even though you're able to rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your will be done today. Let your word have its way. God, move and take away everything that would hinder what you want to accomplish. You said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let our faith be mixed with the word as it comes for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, I see him. I see him. It is true that God is an invisible spirit that fills heaven and earth. Amen. And we cannot see him in his spirit form. Job said in 9-11 of Job, Lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. John said in 1-18 of the Gospel of John, No man has seen God at any time. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.17, Now unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul also told Timothy in chapter 6 of 1 Timothy verse 15, Which in times past he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. You see, to to too many people, God is just a myth. He's just a legend. He's just a fable, an invention of man, a fictional story, a, a fabrication, a fantasy, an old wives' tale or something from folklore just because they, they can't see Him, they, they don't believe in Him. They say, I'll believe in God when I can see Him. And I find that statement very interesting in light of the fact that those same people have no problem believing in a lot of other things they can't see and they've never seen. Do they believe in the wind? I've never seen the wind. I sure felt the wind. I've seen the effects of the wind. Amen. Do they believe in gravity? 
That's invisible. I've never seen gravity. Amen. But every time I've jumped off anything, I didn't keep going. Amen. I go, I go back down. Amen. Do they believe in radio signals? Never seen them myself. Every time I turn on AM, FM, HD radio, if you got that, or Sirius XM or whatever, satellite radio, there it is. I'm expecting some talk. I'm expecting my music. Come on, let's go. Where is it? Where is it? Hey, what are you believing in that? That radio shouldn't work. It's invisible. You don't believe that. Amen. Do they believe in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth? That's all big these days, right? Amen. That connection, that Bluetooth connection, why they call it blue? I don't understand it. Blue? That's a blue light. Okay, whatever. <laughs> or Wi-Fi. Amen. Now you got Wi-Fi McDonald's and Wi-Fi Starbucks and everywhere you go is Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi at the airport. Amen. It's all there. But we've never seen Wi-Fi signals and we've never seen Bluetooth. Amen. Even remote controls for various things, amen, use infrared. And the only way you can see that is through certain lenses and so forth. But you, have, you can't even see that, and yet you use remote controls, amen. So what I'm talking about is that we believe in these things because we experience their power, and we've seen the effects of them in our lives, so we believe in them, amen. Amen, I'm going somewhere. Praise God. These things all have to do with scientific laws of nature and technology. They're natural things. But what I'm talking about is supernatural. It goes beyond our understanding. Amen. But it doesn't mean it's not there. We don't need to fear what we don't understand. We don't need to fear what we can't see when we know that it's God that we're looking at here. Amen. Praise God. So what I'm talking about is supernatural or otherworldly. Supernatural is of or relating to an order of existence beyond the observable universe, especially of or relating to God, departing from what is usual or normal, especially so as to appear to transcend laws of nature. God is not of our natural realm. Amen. But he does work in our natural realm. God is not of this world, but he works in this world. And what we need to understand is that even though God is invisible, you can still see His influence and power all around you if you'll just look at it a different way. Amen. Romans 8, 120 said, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Who's they? The ones that say there's no God. The ones that say I'll believe him when I can see him. Amen. They're without excuse because even his eternal Godhead and power and all his handiwork can be seen in this world. God's fingerprints are all over this church, all over your lives, all over this world. His handiwork is all over the place. People need to stop explaining things away Amen, that they can't explain. Well, it must have been coincidence. Must have been a really lucky break, a chance, a fluke. People say things like, man, that was strange. That's weird. That's even incredible. That's unbelievable. But they'll never say, that yeah, could be God. I tell you, I see him. Amen. There, he said, they are without excuse. There is no excuse 
to not believe in God if you've lived a life any amount of years in this world. Praise God. We just need to open our eyes of faith. And when I talk about faith in God, I'm not talking about more than just intellectual belief in God. It has to be more than that. Amen. People are hungry for more than that. Amen. That's why people are flocking to where God is moving. They're, they're leaving places Dead, dull, boring places. That's why they flocked to Jesus. They even flocked to John the Baptist because he had some refreshing things. Amen. They left their synagogues because the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes were just boring them to death. And there was no change in life. And there was no healing and move of God happening. Amen. People are flowing to where the Spirit is moving. Amen. And that's where God is. And I can see Him there. Amen. Second Timothy chapter three starts off by telling us what will be happening in the last days. You know, people will be unthankful, unholy, disobedient to parents and so forth. Amen. And what are the last days? Amen. They're the days we're living in. We, you know, you know, the last days can be a long time. Even some of the apostles thought they were in the last days. I'm telling you, we're getting closer than ever before. They, 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 what are the last days? They're the days leading up to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And we're living in those days right now. And one of those scriptures that Paul said about the last days is there will be people having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. There will be people that say, God is not filling anybody with the Holy Ghost anymore. And they deny the power thereof. They're saying, I don't see God that way. Amen. And there will be people that say that God is not doing miracles, signs, and wonders. I've heard people tell me, and they are believing in God, people. Amen. That, hey, a lot of things died with the apostles, which include miracles, signs, and wonders, and healing, and the Holy Ghost. And all we have is the Bible and faith. That's all you have. I don't have. That's all I got. Amen. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the healing. I got it all. Because God, you may say it was over, but God never said it was over. And so we got to have it all. Praise the Lord. We need it all. And he said it wasn't just for the first century church. It's going to be for the last century church too. Amen. Second Timothy 3, 7. He said in the last days, there will people be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. They, they're ever learning. Amen. They're smarter than all of us put together. Some of them think they are. Amen. And yet they can, look, they can look, know that Bible inside and out. They can quote it from, their, from memory. Amen. And yet they can never come to the conclusion that the, the only way to be baptized scripturally is in Jesus' name. Amen. They can never come to the conclusion that hey, the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues is for everybody. And it's a powerful experience. That we all should go after. Amen. Hallelujah. But I see him. I see him. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's evidence. So when we have faith, we'll see evidence of the unseeable. Amen. We'll be able to see. Amen. It's like, you know, when, you know, you're going, uh, you go to an amusement park or whatever, and you've got to leave for a while, and they stamp your hand with this invisible stamp, but when you come back in and put it under a light, it's visible, amen, so it's unseen until you see it through the right light, 
Praise God. And that's what we need to do. We need to put, amen, the, the right glasses on so we can see God everywhere. He wants us to see Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like, in, you know, the CSI people, they can see things that a lot of other people can't see. They can, they can use all their equipment and see fingerprints and see evidence and all that stuff. And then we need to be like, Christian, like spiritual CSI people that we can see God's handiwork everywhere. When, when someone says, I don't see nothing. I don't know what happened here. And then somebody that knows what they're looking at. Well, this happened there. They broke through that. And they did that. And they snapped that. And they did, yeah. Well, you need me to say anything else about it? Right? Boom, boom, boom. Amen. God cannot be seen, but there's evidence of him all around us if we'll look for it and expect it. 2 Corinthians 4.18 said, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are not seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are uh, I mean, the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. God's eternal. He's an eternal spirit. He's in the category of not seen. Amen. But we can see him in other ways. We look for the things that are not seen and you'll find God in all his glory and power. Jesus came to make the invisible God more visible. Jesus came to make the, uh, the, the, the God that we couldn't understand more understandable. Amen. Jesus came to make God less mysterious when he came and just spoke to them plainly of the Father. Amen. The Bible says that only the Son knows what the Father looks like. So he revealed the Father to us. The Bible said Jesus came to declare God to us. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. Amen. And the Bible said that the glory of God, Paul said, can be seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible also says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Amen. And it said that the Son of God came to give us an understanding of Him that is true. Hallelujah. And so we are able to see God better after Jesus Christ came. After God became a human. Amen. And after we get the New Testament, they give us a lot more insight into who God is. So it's without a doubt or question that Jesus Christ was the Almighty God in human form. He came with the express purpose of dying for the sins of mankind. And before he died, he told his followers, I am going to raise again the third day. Amen. And true to his word, it happened. He appeared to many after his resurrection, so nobody could deny it that it happened. Even though the Pharisees bribed the soldiers that were supposed to stand guard at the tomb, amen, and said, just say that, that, the, that the disciples came at night and stole his body away, and then we'll cover you with the Romans so you won't get in trouble and get fired, amen. And a lot of people believe that story, amen, but I'm telling you, he appeared to more than just his 12 disciples. He appeared to a lot more people so more people could know that he came back and they saw him Hallelujah. after he died. Everybody saw him die but not everybody saw him after he died, but plenty saw him enough. Amen. So he not only appeared to uh, his 
uh, apostles multiple times. He appeared to several of the women, Mary Magdalene and, uh, and several of the other women that f were followers as well. In Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it said, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. It was a proof that he arose from the dead, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Paul chronicled it this way in 1 Corinthians 15. He said in verse number uh, 5, and that he was seen, after he came resurrected, he was seen of Cephas, which is another name for Peter, then of the twelve, and after that he was seen above 500 brethren at once. 500! Don't tell me he didn't rise from the dead. 500. Amen. Of whom the greater part remain of this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, and then all the apostles again, and last of all he was seen of me, Paul talking about as of one born out of due season. Amen. Even the, the noted and famous Jewish uh, historian Josephus, who was no fan of Christianity, he was no fan of Jesus and everything he stood for, he, in his writings, uh, and he was chronicling the history of Jesus and so forth, he shows a man compelling evidence that Jesus rose from the dead and he wasn't even a Christian. Praise God. It was very important for them to have seen him because it helped them tremendously and gave them what they needed to go and preach and save the world for him. To start that church, they had to see him. They had to know that he rose from the dead. It was so important that when Jesus first appeared to the apostles in that upper room, after his resurrection, Thomas wasn't there. And... After Jesus left, Thomas came in, and they said, oh, man, you just missed Jesus. Oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You guys are pulling my leg like you always do. He said, no, you missed him. Amen. John 20, verse 24, but Thomas was one of the 12 called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hand the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And eight days later, here they are in the upper room again. Thomas is with them this time. And eight days again, verse number 26, they were within... Thomas with them, then came Jesus, the doors being shut, stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. So he showed up, he just said a quick, Peace be unto you, and then he looked right at Thomas. Thomas, special delivery, just for you. Amen. Because he needed Thomas on board too. Amen. And he said, then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it in my side, and be not faithless, but believing. I want you to be able to say, say Thomas, I see him. I saw him, and I still see him. Amen. 
Jesus said, you know, Thomas, I came back just for you. It's so important that you can see me. It's so important that you believe in my resurrection. Seeing me and believing in my resurrection, amen, is crucial to the excess of this church. The resurrection is what gives the church the power. The resurrection is what gives the church its hope. The resurrection is what gives the church its exit strategy, ultimately. When we get out of here, we got to believe that he rose from the dead. Oh my goodness. And the realization came over Thomas. And verse 28 said, And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Now listen to this, folks. I like this verse, and this is where I'm getting to. Jesus said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. I'm looking at a bunch of people that have not seen and yet believed. And yet you're willing to give your life for the cause. You're willing to serve God in the face of ridicule and opposition. There's something to this. It's more than religion. It's salvation. It's resurrection power. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. I just want to go on record this morning that I see him. Amen. I see him all over this place today. Amen. When I look over this congregation, I see him in you and you and you and you. I see him. Amen. You don't see him. Yeah, I see him. You don't tell me what I don't see. Amen. I got the microphone. Amen. So I'm telling you, I see him. (laughs) Praise God. I see him working over here, and I see him working over there. And when we were singing a little bit ago, I saw him working back there, and I see him working over here, and I felt him back over here. Amen, like the wind. Amen. I see him every time someone's healed without medicine or surgery. I see him when a life that was seemingly without hope is miraculously changed for the better. I see him when a marriage that was falling apart and doomed for disaster is put back together by the power of prayer and God. Amen. I see him when every time, amen, a drug addict or alcoholic who's tried everything under the sun to kick the addiction gives up that lifestyle because of Jesus and his word and his spirit. I see him in all that. Amen. I see him every time a prayer is answered. I see him when his grace, mercy, and love work in the lives of people. I see him every time someone comes to the altar and repents of their sins for the first time. Amen. I see him every time somebody goes down in the watery grave of baptism in the wonderful name of Jesus. I see him every time somebody receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaks in tongues for the first time. I see God. Our text verse in verse number 8, 1 Peter, he said, Whom having not seen, yet you still love him. What a testimony. And whom though now you see him not, yet believing, 
still believe him. You don't see him. You love him. You believe in him. And because of that, there's joy unspeakable. Joy that I can't even put into words. It's full of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Like the old chorus goes, I got joy when I think about what he's done for me. Praise the Lord. Would you stand with me? Amen. I see him. And I know many of you see him. Praise God. And we got to get a lot of people seeing him. That's what it's all about. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.